I hope you can't You're hear like the, crazy like, that way. the gentle hiss string noise from my aquarium filter like around there. Hello and welcome to Punta Vista. This is a bonus episode. I am Ben and I'm here in Belize, 300 meters below the surface and slowly descending as we head to the bottom of the Great Blue Hole in a three-seater Triton Submersibles 1650-3. With me, urgently needing to piss, annoyed that she skipped lunch and struggling quite badly with her claustrophobia and misophonia, it's Lucy. Hi, Lucy. How you doing? Hi. I really need to piss. Yeah. I'm glad I skipped lunch, though, because I don't need to go to the bathroom for other things. Yeah, that's true. I planned that ahead. much worse. Yeah. You are in uh, an acrylic bubble that I think is probably about 1.2 to 1.4 meters in diameter. Um, there's not I, really like a, I don't want to piss in here. Yeah, there's no privacy curtain or anything. Like, there's kind of just like, I have an empty Mount Franklin bottle. Yeah. We can probably, like, I mean, if it's like that bad. Wow, that's male privilege, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't aim that well. I was in I was in a submarine for about twenty minutes, and uh, I immediately was just like, "But what happens if? What happens if I need to piss real bad? What like what? What, what do I do? If, what if you burp? Water, the, the water everywhere, but nowhere to piss. Yeah, how cruelly <laughs> ironic to be surrounded by the biggest toilet in the solar system. Well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, what about Sydney? <laughs> I think Sydney's smaller than the ocean. That doesn't sound right. But it's a toilet, <laughs> that's true. Uh, also with us, intermittently sighing loudly, whistling, tapping on the glass, chewing on some beef jerky with his mouth open, yawning, scratching himself and making his chair squeak. It's Punta Vista Marine Biology Correspondent and host of the podcast Sludge Fest. It's Jesse Black. Hey, Jesse. Hello. Welcome. How you, how you doing? I don't know why I said welcome to your podcast, but I've kind of welcomed <laughs> you into this well, same room. We're looking at you in your bedroom, I presume. Okay. Your office slash bedroom. So, I sure. assume you're welcoming us into that space. Yes. Now you're welcoming the listener into your bedroom, which honestly seems a little slutty of you. Yes, welcome listeners. To, uh, <laughs> Please, come on, come on, come on here. It's all, it's all Take good. your shoes off. Uh, you've started a podcast. I did. Um I so I've been reading a lot recently about like industrial disasters and like uh, ecological crimes and stuff and like just really nasty things online, uh, especially on Wikipedia. Um, and originally, I, I started like thinking of stories to pitch to you guys, and then I started reading them, and then they were like some of the most depressing things I've ever read. And I was like, well, I don't want to like darken their door necessarily with like tales of don't carcinogens. Don't bring the vibe being, down, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're more um, of a party atmosphere. Yeah, we're, we have fun here. We're fun. Yes. We're like fun, fun people. I always have a great time here. Um, but you don't have to like talk about like carcinogens a lot and like rare forms of liver cancer that That's people true. get from industrial yeah. accidents. Uh, so I decided to funnel some of that into uh, re- writing about uh, stories that make me feel really gross about uh, how humans treat the environment and stuff. Uh, starting especially with the East Palestine train derailment, which, by the way, it is pronounced Palestine and not Palestine. Yeah, I wow. assumed your confidence in pronouncing it that way meant that that must be the correct one. America loves to have, like, all the all the different Lebanons in America that are pronounced differently, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, you're in Lebanon. <laughs> oh, just, and it's yep. just like Lebanon, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, like, 14 towns called Lebanon or something in America. Wow. Oh, at least. Yeah. I believe that's higher. But There's a podcast episode about why that is that's on... Possibly Radio Lab. Anyway, Google <laughs> what's up with the Lebanons in America and maybe that? you'll find out. Uh, but that, that first episode, that is up and that is available li- to listen to now. It is a sort of a one-man affair uh, combined with a very nice sort of ambient soundtrack. I was oh, really like enjoying that. that. Oh, yeah, that was so a much. lovely touch. Um, I got a lot of those from Adobe uh, sound effects or the nice. Adobe stock stuff. And I had to uh-huh. wade through an incredible amount of like corporate uh techno that they play like behind pharmaceutical commercials you know like the <laughs> sky Rizzy, like that oh, you guys actually don't have these commercials right i'm realizing this halfway through. no i've no, never seen a pharmaceutical drugs. no we don't pick our life. own pharmaceuticals uh, the doctor tells you which one to get he just gives you one you yeah. don't ask your doctor about them yeah. no i don't ask my doctor about uh sky Rizzy. yeah uh, none of the ones like in america where they're sort of like hey is your life just generally shit you should start getting this stuff. We don't, 
We don't have those ones. You have Nurofen and Panadol for 90% of things, and the other 10% your doctor is like, go get some of this weird pink goop. And you go, all right, I'll take the goop for two weeks. Mm. Yeah, around here we have like the same four commercials for four drugs over and over, which I've memorized their names and like their, their specific names. Like, so I think Skyrizzi's Sky, Sky drug name is like Razankazumab Raza. Uh, so I think about that sometimes. Uh huh. Sometimes when I'm in like the shower, I think about saying that in like a radio guy voice, like Razenka Zumab I don't know why, but this is the kind of stuff that living here will do to you. And so that's why I read about industrial disasters and stuff. Oh. I just think about that. the Pepto Bismol ad all the time. Oh yeah, you, yeah. You if you're like at home, just just YouTube uh, Pepto Bismol flight attendant commercial where the guy says diarrhea. Are you, do you guys not have commercials where? They go like nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea, and kind of no. upset tummies. Okay, it's a banger though. Yeah, yeah. I also don't understand because that one's not like a pharmaceutical advertising difference. That's just like, mm -hmm. a, are we just is our is our tummy health better generally? Got yeah, you. maybe not, probably. Like, huh? The only ones we ever see are like the Metamuse Met lads, where yeah. they talk around it, but they're like, "Hey, having trouble shitting." Mm. This will help you shit good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's That's like the like healthiest looking 55-year-old man you've ever seen going for a run. <laughs> yeah, having his all brand and going for a run because he's like shit well. Yeah. <laughs> it's made be useful for if you... It's just like if... It's fiber. I think it's, it's fiber, just a fiber yeah. supplement. Yeah. So if you're having some sort of constipation problems, maybe, your poops are too heavy. Mm. Mm. That's what it's for. I've Fuck never looked up. into it. I don't need it. My poops are fine. Oh, yeah. My, there, it's a lifesaver nice. if your poops are like too dense. You got like a freaking neutron star in there brewing. Sometimes you gotta. I'm I don't, not speaking from experience. I just know sure. friends that have had issues shitting or something. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not gonna say I've ever had this. This is a horrible way to start an episode, by the way. I've not had this as like a, a habitual problem where for weeks I've been languishing. I'm gonna say twice I've gone to the Polish club and I've eaten a lot of meats. Mm. And the immediate aftermath has not been great, but I've never been like, holy fuck, I need to escape from this prison. I gotta go buy some Metamucil. If you are purchasing and consuming Metamucil, please page us about it. It's time for Paging Dr. Lucy. If you find that you are having a little relationship trouble Just to pick up your telephone and dial it on the double You call 1-800-317-5155 this is, of course, the segment where Lucy, our expert in-house relationships whiz. With uh, no qualifications. I don't know if anyone that does this professionally has any qualifications. They probably don't. Either. Yeah. They're just sort of people that are like, I'm an empath. Uh, this is where Lucy answers questions being asked not of us by people we don't know. This one comes to us from uh, r slash relationships over 35 relationship problems for real adults. Uh, the question they are asking is, what are some of your methods to initiate sex? Okay. What are some methods you use to not so subtly ask for sex? For example... My wife can literally just walk out in some lingerie and I know it's go time. <laughs> what do men have that's similar? Now, like you could wear it if you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, You do. could put on some sexy little white underwear. It's allowed. And then send me some photos of it. I'll tell you whether it's good or not. You could rate it. <laughs> rate your fit. I, like this is, I get that this is an earnest question and it can be a little bit fraught. As we all know, consent is sexy. And all mm. that jazz, and but also it can be really awkward if you're just like, you don't want to be the guy that's like sidling up to your partner and being like, "Sex, please." Yeah, you can't be. That's you rough. can't be doing that. Uh, but luckily, some people have uh, come in <laughs> with some answers. <laughs> some answer? to this one. Oh, no. I'm going to keep these ones anonymous because I'm nice. This first one here: When I'm sharing space with my partner, I will try to keep the flirty, sexy dial set to about a two or three at all times. Just like a low hum. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, we're assuming that the sexy dial goes to 10. I would assume so. Yeah, probably. It's a 10-point scale. Small touches, a random kiss on the back of the neck, or a booty squeeze. Compliments. Whispering sweet things in their ear. Play music. Dance and wiggle from time to time. Just be cute and <laughs> sexy and playful and affectionate. 
It's way easier to turn the dial from three to nine than it is to convince my partner we should be listening to music right now while they're watching zombie TV. Huh? I, I mean, this is slightly hard to figure out what the fuck they mean by this, but I, I'm going to assume they're saying that if they're at an ambient level of near haughtiness, it's easier to be like... You can always turn it up. You just be like a little so. push further and we're like, oh, we fucking now. I'm sorry, that's insane. This is an insane concept that you've just brought up. I'm like, confused by the dial-based structure of this. There's a lot of yeah, dials going on. Or is, is it just one stretched. dial? Or it everyone has a dial. Okay. Yeah. You've just got the, the sexy times dial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which one saying we think that 10 goes to 10. Is when sex starts, I guess. Yeah. But it's both sort of people like have a, to be at 10? It's your special <laughs> bar in Final Fantasy. <laughs> 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 My limit break is activated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wife enough manner. Yeah, every time. So. It, there is a way that they could have explained this that I think would have been kind of nice, where they're like, oh, I just always, we're always a little bit phys- physically intimate, you know, and I always make us feel sexy or whatever, instead of yeah. being like, well, just in case I want to fuck, I make sure my wife is a near state of res- <laughs> readiness at all times. It's just, I don't know, something about this seems vaguely... Like it's vaguely weird. Like they're something's gaming weird the here. system a little bit. Yeah, just the way they phrased it is pretty weird. Make sure we're at DEFCON 2, because it's way easier to go from 2 to 5 than it is to go from 1 to 5. Yeah. And if I've gotten the DEFCON order in reverse... I think it's the other way. Fuck. Isn't it? <laughs> I, always, I always fuck it up, though, and then I'm the wrong one. So maybe... Yeah. I thought 1 was the bad one. But if the, the 1 just, is the nuclear option, is that the, is that the sex one? When, when things explode? I think DEFCON 1 is sex. DEFCON 2 is, like, mouth stuff. Okay. DEFCON 3 is hand stuff. Like DEFCON 4, kissing, DEFCON 5, uh, getting flirty on MSN. Got it. That's yeah, my okay. okay, that actually makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. Yeah. Got another one here. I asked my significant other to tickle my back and then pooch my butt back into him. He knows. Yuck. Don't say think, pooch. Don't say that. I think we've also covered that women don't pooch. have a problem. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the, the unspoken sort of underlying theme of this guy's question is that it's, it's like quite it's hard easy. for a man. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I think there is just a... She's deliberately being sexy to initiate sex, whereas these people are offering ways for you to try and coax sex out of them. Maybe men should try being a little sluttier. Try being why, sluttier with Why don't it. you try that? Just fucking do the, like, get your leg out from behind the door frame tantalizingly, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Stretch that bad boy out, and she's like, oh, my God. My goodness. Look at that gam. What else is attached to that leg? Is it my husband's body with a three-quarters erect penis? Mm, what could be under there? It, birds will do an elaborate dance sometimes, too. And like we don't, it's like the bar yeah, has fallen so you low. You that. that like, you can't even expect men to do a simple uh, like a flirtation dance in the forest floor after arranging like a ring of sticks or whatever. Birds are cool. Wearing a bright-colored shirt. Right. Walk into the room, say, hey, Alexa, play the safety dance. Pop your shirt off (laughs) Start waving around some brightly coloured objects That you've collected See what happens Hmm. It's way easier than you think Uh, I've got another one here For one couple I know Brackets, late 40s It's tickle torture Your mileage may vary All sorts of play can be sexual (laughs) That's fucking horrible I'm deciding that relationships over 35 Somehow worse Yeah Somehow worse subreddit. I think, I think that this one is genuinely worse. Maybe in like an existential way. Like all of the, the young people problems in the other relationships. One, you look at those and you go, oh yeah, that's the sort of shit that happens to you in your early twenties. It's always miscommunications, mm. being bad at setting boundaries. You learn boundaries. how to communicate. You learn yeah. how to like get along better with your partners. And then all of these ones are people in their forties that are like just having the saddest problems. Where you yeah. just look at them and you're like, oh god, is that? I'm so sorry. Am I going to be... Is that your is life? Is like for all of us? And they always start by being like, we were so happy when we first got together. It's very grim. It's terrifying. Terrifying. Has anyone enjoyed being tickled, like, ever? Like, that's... Tick- being tickled Just children. Sucks. Being tickled is for children, but I it's even awful. they enjoy like, it. It, no. it sucks. Yeah. It's not fun. Don't tickle people. Yeah, those are like Just my generally. most vital tender areas, too. Like, don't touch yeah. this, please. If you're not alerting me to the presence of a spider or a creepy crawly or whatever, don't activate my, my tickle reflex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to get hit. You're Like, you're going to get hit yeah. accidentally. You come for this armpit, I'm driving an elbow <laughs> into your trachea. <laughs> yeah. You're gone, pal. 
I got another one here. We invite each other to a formal sheet inspection. What do you mean? Hey, um, should we go inspect the sheets? Oh. Yeah. Can you Gavin. come help me in the bedroom just taking a look at those thousand TCs? Hey, uh, soldier, let's see how good you made your bed this morning at oh, army no. boot camp. <laughs> Wink! <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I got three here. I've got one and two replies to it. We have a beautiful lamp that we light like the sexy bat signal. Nah. We no. call it the sex light. It is a great way to be low pressure about no. it. No. <laughs> now, again, like to reiterate what I said up top. Consent is sexy. Clear communication. The best thing for a healthy sexual relationship. I am just... It's such a recipe for disappointment for you to, like, walk into the room. See? Sort of do a little slutty walk. You sort of... Hips moving from side to side. Languidly running your hand up the base of the lamp. Gripping it firmly. <laughs> Pushing that button and going, ah, oh, when you turn it on. And then your partner looks at the lamp and just sort of looks Switches away. Switches it off. Yeah, just comes over, slaps your head. No. Just get one of those little octopus toys with the smiley face and the <laughs> that you turn inside out and the sad face. Get your little sexy octopus. One of those like IKEA children's nightlights. It's just like a mushroom that if you touch it, it turns on. He's going over there, tap the mushroom. Partner comes over, taps the mushroom again. Not today, pal. I got to see the lamp, though. Do they, does it describe anything about the lamp? No, it's just that it's beautiful, which is a crazy detail to add into this. Beautiful oh. by what standards? Just a nice lamp. It's a nice yeah. lamp, maybe. have a really beautiful lamp. It's actually 150 years old. It's incredible. Mm. Anyway, it's the fuck lamp <laughs> for when we really want to fuck, or at least one of us does. Uh, reply here, haha, my partner and I also have a sex light similar to a bat signal. What? This is clearly a thing. And then one more here. We have a candle that we do the same thing with. Candle somehow worse to me. Really? I, I was like, going to say, I think a candelabra yeah. is more, if I'm going to do this, a candelabra Lighting is like all of them. romantic yeah, okay. or whatever and mysterious. It's like a ritual thing where, like, yeah. to signify that you're really serious, you have to mm. light all 27 candles on the candelabra. <laughs> <laughs> Getting up to 25 and just being like, oh, I'm actually kind of sleepy. No, blowing them all out. A single candle would seem kind of sad, I think, especially if it starts to melt and get kind of droopy. Yeah, and I don't I know. It's my got, candle. Lighting a candle for a person has like negative connotations for me as well. That's mm. like a. It's the you occult. Know, like you're, you're thinking about them or you're trying to cast a spell on them. Yeah. Or you're putting it in your window to signal to the resistance, to the partisans that you're sympathetic to their yeah. struggle against, you know, whatever. I don't know. It's just, this doesn't sound romantic to me. This just sounds like, you may as well just have a big LED sign on the wall that with a little on-off switch. Yeah, <laughs> I am horny. Your partner looks at it and goes, okay, <laughs> great. I don't know. Slowly There's got to be a better way. If you of, have one of these rituals, please tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, and we won't judge you for it. You know, I, navigating intimate sexual relationships can be very emotionally fraught completely understand but if you've got some weird shit that we can laugh at please tell us yeah a lot it. of the replies were people just being like oh i just sort of like i sort of talk to my partner <laughs> i'd sort of tell my partner hey how are you feeling right now are you feeling sexy with it and then we have sex yeah, yeah. and then there were somewhere people were trying to brag and like be a little like letter to penthouse about it guys like i simply bend my wife over on the kitchen counter oh, and pull really? her thong over and you're like yeah. she's like you don't. It's like in the middle of cooking dinner and you're just like walking up to her and being like, Tiffany, turn around. You're on Reddit. <laughs> You've got to find a middle ground between these things. Be a little yeah. bit sexy with it, but also just be normal about it. Point just vista. be normal. A little bit sexy, but be normal. What about like a big chime or like a gong situation? Oh, <laughs> just a gong, like, like a big in gong in your kitchen? The sex you, gong. You hear it from yeah. across the room and you go, oh boy. Just walking oh, over the other side of the room, grabbing the giant mallet and being like, here we fucking go. <laughs> Winding it all the way back. <laughs> I think that's less pathetic than like, a lot of our lamps here, you have to like rotate the thingy and then it clicks and it maybe clicks once and it doesn't turn on. You kind of have to keep going. So it's like click, 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 yeah. click. And then it finally turns on. I yeah, think that would like be kind a, of humiliating. A decisive action like banging a gong. I think there's something more, um, it's less pleading to bang the gong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're, just, you're making it's, it's a statement. Confident. I am horny. Loudly. <laughs> and my neighbors know it now because we have a eight foot gong <laughs> that we've been hiding from the landlord with yeah. throw blankets every time they do an inspection. 
Neighbors hear the gong and it's like, oh, oh fucking for fuck's hell. sake. Here they go. Here we go. Another seven minutes of the weirdest sounding sex <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> being horny and being a little bit uncomfortable about it, it's pretty natural. It's time, of course, for Nature Corner. Country roads, take me home to the place Speaking of things not lasting as long as you think they would, this comes to us from the Detroit Free Press. Michigan's Black Lake sturgeon fishing season lasts 65 minutes. Efficient. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Uh that's pretty good. Sometimes it's not about... You know, going for like a marathon session. It's just when everyone feels, you know, that they've had a nice time and then you can just sort of stop. 65 minutes is perfect. Michigan's shortest fishing season lasted 65 minutes on Saturday. The 2023 Lake Sturgeon fishing season on Black Lake in Sheboygan and Presque Isle? Sheboygan, let's go. Sorry. I only know Sheboygan, if this is the Sheboygan that I'm thinking of, that was the Sheboygan radio scanner Twitter account where it was... uh, Police oh, yeah. news from, yeah. Uh, it began at 8 a.m. and ended at 9.05 a.m. The harvest limit for the season was six lake sturgeon. <laughs> yep. That is not a lot of fish. It's no. not a lot of sturgeon. No. Are you guys the familiar with, the, with sturgeon? Sorry, you, I didn't mean to digress, but I got excited. I no, I, I believe you. Did you share a video the other day of <gasps> a yes. fucking, oh, my God. Did I you never, see that big guy? I never knew how big they were. I had, like... Actually, no, legitimately, I didn't know how big they were until I played Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The big boys. What the fuck? That game's underselling being... it, too, I think. Like, I think you <laughs> only catch Lake Sturgeon in that game. Or maybe I could be wrong about that, but... They are uh, monstrous. Very big. There was a uh, an Angry Beavers episode that had a very <laughs> large fish in it that I believe was a sturgeon. I was like, damn, why'd they make the fish that big? Yes. Turns out, based on real life. Do you know how long they live? No. Uh, do you want? Oh, do you want? Do you want to guess first, or would you? You want me to just tell you? I'm guessing based on how you asked the question that it's going to be a it's very like long 100? time. Do they live a hundred? One of those fucked years? up old fish. It's two weeks. Just kidding. Way longer than that. It's like a hundred, a <laughs> hundred thirty something plus. I think. I'm not sure what the maximum is, but it can be well over a hundred. That's wild. Cool. Yeah, they're gorgeous animals. Also, they're not going to. They're very, uh, very docile. They're actually quite cute. Um, so you're not going to get like eaten by a sturgeon. They, they have like bottom facing mouths, and they kind of just go. <gasps> And, you know, pick up things along the, on the river floor for the most part. They are huge, though, like oh, well over a meter or two meters. I don't like it. I was fish. reading a thing the other day that the largest sturgeon ever caught was, and I, I didn't double check this number because it surely seems like it can't be real. Uh, supposedly, the largest sturgeon on record was a beluga female captured in the Volga Delta in 1827, measuring 7.2 meters. Jesus Christ. Which I believe is the same size, roughly the same size as the largest, uh, largest freshwater crocodile, largest saltwater crocodile. Our largest freshwater is six meters, but yeah, a fish shouldn't be that big. I think it's unnatural. It's unfortunate. It's insane. And they have, they've got long sort of pointy noses too, haven't they? Which mm-hmm. I think might account yeah, for some Yeah, unless, unless you're the short-nosed stur- sturgeon, which has got to be embarrassing for those yeah, guys. So that's a different species. Uh, I think beluga are the ones that get the biggest. I might be wrong about that. I'm more familiar with green sturgeon, which live out. Um, we have a population in California. It's the one I work with in my job. Uh, but And there's white sturgeon. There's all sorts of sturgeon. But I think beluga are the biggest. But the green sturgeon we have can be like two meters at least. And over well over 100 years old. That's There's so something satanic about that. I <laughs> think they're a malicious presence. The oh, fish so that are that large. Lucy, look up if you when you get the chance, look up uh, sturgeon face, and I think you'll see okay. eyes. I'm gonna change my tune to my. You know when change, you see I think you'll someone be changing your tune. And you know they've been eating so much sturgeon that they have sturgeon face. <laughs> you can just really see it around the edges. Just I'm full sturgeon of sturgeon facing right yeah, now. Yeah, because sturgeon's where we get caviar from, right? Which indeed. Yes. Well, I was. I'm picturing a fancier fish, and I don't know why. Mm. Like, I don't know why I'm making value judgments about the fanciness of sturgeon. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because the whiskers and they're sort of bottom feedery. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Yes. Usually a lot of bottom feeding fish have uh, 
negative connotations as, as you know, garbage fish, but uh, they, some of the fanciest fish and like best seafood comes from like the most hideous fish of all time. For example, I think the best seafood I've ever eaten was uh, halibut steak. Delicious. But if you look up a halibut, they're like very just oh, like yeah. a, cri- a crime they, against God. They're, I mean, they're the gorgeous. The halibut have like flat, oh, fuck, mm-hmm. what am I thinking of? What are the, the, they have the two eyes on one side, like mm-hmm. uh like a flounder. You're probably like familiar. a flounder. That's yep. the one I was thinking of. Yeah, it's a similar, oh. same, uh, same family. Their, their eye kind of migrates up to the top of their dome so they can just be flat on the floor so and looking up instead of, they were like, we don't actually need the three dimensions below us. We can just kind of be on the floor. And that's, that's so we kind cool. of like being flat. Which is uh, cool. Well, it's like other fish have done that as well, but they just moved their eyes close together on the top of their head instead of uh-huh. like flathead and stuff, instead of being asymmetrical. They're just. Yeah, weird. It's a weird choice. This is a, another move. diversion, but since we're on fish, uh, I was at a restaurant the other night where the one of the things I had on the menu, menu was Patagonian toothfish, which is oh, very yes. common in seafood, but that was the fish that was rebranded as Chilean sea bass oh. by the seafood industry because everyone was like, well, there's no way I someone's going to eat, gonna a eat toothfish. Patagonian toothfish. Yeah, they have those like, fish, oh. very, very ugly, but I, I mean, I think they're gorgeous, but toothfish are notoriously hideous as well, I think. Chilean um, sea bass does sound more pleasant. Yeah, it sounds nice. You can catch an animal crossing. It's a good rebrand. So, yeah. It's also featured in uh, the movie Jurassic Park. It is what hmm. their chef, Alejandro, prepares oh, for right. them uh, oh, wow. immediately after the raptor enclosure scene. I believe. Do you want to guess how old those can get? I believe I could. I might. I might have to look that up myself. But seventy years. I think it might be like. I know it's well over twenty, but I forget. So I shouldn't have even asked. But it's like just decades. A lifetime of sucking on the seafloor for yeah. some of these fish. Just... We could have used that time for me. I could have mm-hmm. done with another twenty years. They yeah. could have had two weeks of sucking on the sea bottom. Do you have had... antifreeze proteins in your blood, Ben? I have not had any blood work done recently, and I couldn't. Well, the Antarctic toothfish, a close cousin, has antifreeze proteins in its blood and lives in sub-freezing temperatures That's for cool decades. And isn't that cool? Yeah. Well, the Patagonian toothfish lives in water as cold as one to four degrees. Yeah, I don't think they have the special Ooh. blood as much. I don't so much about fish yeah. today. Um, do you guys want to take a guess at uh, how old the world's oldest llama is? No. Okay. I don't. Well, it was lovely talking to you guys. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I will. Um, the world's oldest llama. All right, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna try and. It's a mammal. Yes. It's a it's a mammal. That, so it is out of your like, field of expertise. Like fifty. Yeah. So I'm immediately I'm panicking. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm sweating bullets. Does it live in the ocean? No. No, I'm sweating. Yeah. I'm gonna so, guess. So like a dog lives like ten to twenty years. Yeah. We're in dog territory. Not that yes. it's even closely related to a dog. I'm gonna guess eighteen years old. Uh, so this is announced by the Guinness Book of Records this week. Uh, Dalai Lama, D- sorry, Dalai Lama, which is a beautiful brown-eyed llama from New Mexico, USA, oh. uh, is the world's oldest llama at 27 years old. Oh my, that's fucked up. Yeah, and speaking oh of uh, world's oldest dogs, we also just had it just changed hands. The uh, pause. Ooh. The the world's oldest dog is a Portuguese dog named Bobby. Who is Bobby. thirty years and two hundred and sixty-six days old? Oh my God! I am. I bet he stinks. He looks we, stinky. I think <laughs> we're I all like so thirty-two, stinky. right? Are we roughly the same age? Yeah. Uh, what am I? I think I just turned twenty-nine this year. This oh, dog is older than nice. you. That dog's older than this you. This dog is older. This dog is older than me. That dog's That's older than up. me. That's that crazy. That dog saw nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> that dog. And he was old enough to remember it too. Like what's in Manhattan when it happened? <laughs> <laughs> Very strange. Damn, uh, did you get an answer on how long a uh, Patagonian toothfish lasts for? No, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to type with one hand so that I don't make too much noise, but I'm actually like making it harder on myself. And so oh, I like accidentally that. started searching Portagonian something, <laughs> and I had to kind of delete. And now I'm on accidentally hit Patagonia the brand. It's not going well at all. Portuguese oh tooth God. dog. So these sturgeon, right? They're probably being caught for farming for caviar. Well, I think Is that these... why you would have a sturgeon? These are I like recreational them, fishermen, I assume mm-hmm. so. Yeah, there, a lot of times there's tribal fisheries that get, um, get some amount of the uh, the take, as it's called in fisheries. Uh, I'm guessing these lake sturgeon are like maybe not doing so well, that local population. So they set a pretty low threshold that people can mm. take. Um, so and I guess, they, I guess they all got out there the first day and just... That 65 yeah. is a really low... I mean, depending, I don't know how big the water body is, but that's... That's not a lot of fish. I mean, sturgeon are quite big, but 
65 was, over large areas. It was six oh, fish. So 65 six minutes, fish? six fish. Yeah. Why did I say 65? That's 10 well, times 65 minutes. great. 65 yeah. minutes. Oh I like that God. little rule that the yeah. season ends either when the six fish is harvested or five fish have been harvested at the end of the day. Yeah, isn't that... Oh. Is that just so that they don't have to open a whole second day for one fish? I guess That would so. be my like, guess. That's a strange that, rule. That'd make a lot of sense. I got an answer on the tooth fish thing, everyone. Yeah. Do you want to do... I don't know that we actually guess. Would you like to do it? I, yes. I think I guess 65 years. Lucy. 90. 50 years. Sorry. That's still oh. tons. That's ages it's, for that's fish. That's so long. Goddamn. Up to 50 years. And no memories, I assume. I got to read that oh, book they're... you keep recommending. He doesn't oh, know about should. 9-11. Oh, my God. That book what makes me cry. So, yeah, what, what a fish called? knows. Um, I think this, the subtitle is the under... No. The, the, the Hidden Lives of Our Underwater Cousins? It's something funny like that. That's um, very beautiful. That, that book makes me shit. cry like a child. But uh, maybe I'm <laughs> a little sensitive. When you think about all the fish emotions that are out there right yes. now. Yes. Yes. I, I do... Uh, so when I was in grad school, we did a, we I got the chance to go in a submarine to the bottom of the ocean. We saw this fish called the abyssal grenadier, which is a really beautiful fish. lives at the bottom of the ocean. Um, those can live like well over fifty, um, and sometimes they will come up to a submarine that has lights on because they're not used to that or the vibration they feel, um, and they will just accidentally get themselves sucked right into the propeller blades and just get <gasps> ripped to shreds. I know oh, that may no. be very 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 sad, but it's like in the it's a bummer because you can't uh, take specimens of things in the deep sea and have them survive. Because they just almost turn always. to goop. They usually turn to goop. To yeah. yeah, there's some crustaceans you can get living up, up at the top, and I think some isopods. But for, as far as fish goes, like there's no way that fish is going to be you just get melted. sucked in. You can't create yeah. some sort of crazy little like pressure container. You simulate the deep sea environment, and you. You know what's funny about that? My my grad school advisor in his, I think it was in his, like when he was trying to go through grad school, he was like trying to, or at least his early career, he tried to make it one of the chambers to like yeah. send to the bottom of the ocean. Um, and then a fish would get curious and get the bait inside of it. And then it would seal off, but it would be pressurized. It would be able to bring, get brought back all the way up. And so you'd have a fish under still its ambient pressure at the yeah. surface that you could mm-hmm. like look through a little plexiglass like hole at. Um, but not do much other than that, I think. Um, and he could, yeah. I think he couldn't get it to work, but if he was still yeah. working on it. But th- that makes a ton of sense, though, because like you wouldn't have to put the pressure on the water itself. You would just have to have an extremely pressure-resistant container mm-hmm. that could maintain. But that's a shit ton of force, isn't it? Yes, it, like, it was like you... thick steel, I think, on the outside. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Oh, so I'm looking at a picture of an abyssal grenadier. That motherfucker looks like a Pokemon. It's Aren't got like handsome? Mewtwo face. They're they very do. Cute. Yeah, yeah. Very strange fish. I got a tattoo of that one, um, in part because I think it looks really cool. I'm not going to lie about that, but also I felt like I owed them some kind of spiritual penance for <laughs> dumbass guy goes, "Hey, I'm going down at the bottom of the ocean," and then it comes over and just gets <laughs> shredded. You could show one. You could go to the bottom of the ocean again and be like, "Look at this should, big fan. Check it out." It sucked into the props because it's also gets immediately shredded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, did one get sucked into the pro- propeller while you were on that submarine, or yes. it just happens? Yes. Oh. Christ, yes. that yeah, is a bummer. There's that's unfortunately, a like, I don't know. It would like those those subs actually they're very deliberate movements and stuff, like with the robot arms. There's an extremely experienced pilot in there, but like everything is very slow and deliberate, and so it's hard to like prevent that from happening. If you yeah. will, like if he wants to go in there, he'll go in there. There's not like uh, a all stop button you can just slam to stop the propellers from going. I don't think so. I didn't. Mm. Uh, I should have asked. I should have taken the wheels into my hands grabbed, and gone, yeah. no. Um, the whole time though, I was terrified that like a pinhole crack would appear on the, on the port window. And then I'd be like, oh no. And then before I even knew it, it would, all the water pressure would come inside and crush me instantly. Yeah. Um, but that had never happened before to, to anyone. So at least in the, as far as I'm aware. So I wonder when the most like recent submarine death was, That's a good question. You know, it doesn't come up in the news, but also there's not a lot of submarines, <laughs> like generally speaking, not a lot of submarine mm. stuff is happening on a daily basis. A lot of the science uh, missions are moving to like robots, ROVs, and stuff like drones. Mm, right. um, but it's hard to get like the signals. Because they don't need forth. to piss. They don't need to piss. The robots down there do not need to piss. No. No. Um, oh, by the way, the protocol for pissing—if you have to in there, because it's like an eight-hour trip. Two hours down as much hours as you can spend before the battery starts going down, and then you got to float mm. up for another hour and a half or so. Um, I believe it's like a a funnel and a big bag, and there's like a little yeah. curtain you can kind of piss into i drank a bunch of coffee the previous day uh to dehydrate myself in anticipation of this because i didn't want to 
uh, P in front of like another, um, like probably senior scientist and the pilot. I didn't want yeah. to do that. So instead I got a really bad headache and then almost uh, puked from seasickness <laughs> after that. <laughs> oh, well that sounds way better. But I didn't pee. I was uh, I was looking at the website of Triton Submersibles, uh, Triton Submarines, sorry, to look at their range of submarines. And one of the ones I have, because I was just thinking the other day that you don't see a lot of like uh, recreational submarine stuff. You sometimes see mm. those little miniature scuba ones but you don't often see like proper submarines that's just like a hey you're at this reef why don't you and a group of friends get on a submarine one of the ones they sell is the 43 ton triton deep view yes. which is rated for going down to only 100 meters down so i know mm. no no interest to a deep ocean boy like you <laughs> but for like reefs or whatever casuals uh, it can fit up to 96 people whoa okay that's wow. crazy huge yeah that's crazy. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've never seen I've never seen one this large before that's like commercially available. It's kind of crazy that we didn't end up with like tourist submarines being more of a thing. Yeah, have a party boat situation down there. Holy fuck! Can wow. you imagine? Me sick. Oh. Wow. We have our we have, high school has a prom at the the coral reef or whatever. Yeah. Like someone's dad works for the right. submarine company. They're getting good rates on it. Yeah, around here we just like, sometimes they have it at like a big hotel convention center or the aquarium or something, but it'd be pretty cool yeah. to... I didn't go to prom, okay? I don't know. Yeah, we Neither had ours did at, we. A, at a, guess whole, not do that. a half hour drive away from town because our town didn't have a big enough one for us. <laughs> yeah, thanks thanks to the beautiful people of Maryborough for having us at the Brolga Theatre. Really appreciate that. Uh, the first fish was caught by Charles Jett. Chuck Jet, great nice. Chuck Jet, uh, according to the Sheboygan Daily Tribune, the fish was a forty-nine inch male that weighed thirty pounds. Mm, I uh, should be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, thirty pounds. <laughs> Last year, the season ended after thirty-six minutes. The largest oh. fish caught in oh. twenty twenty-two was a sixty-two inch male that weighed sixty-seven pounds. I should be so lucky. Hmm. Mm. So they've done a shitter job this year to catch worse fish. That's what yeah, I'm hearing. Nowhere <laughs> yeah. near the 700 or 70 year long. Huge downturn in mm. the uh, Black Lake sturgeon season this year. You blew it. You Embarrassing. Blew it. Hey, uh, that's not a lot of fish, but I bet it was still pretty stinky out there. <laughs> it's time <laughs> for smells that make you go, hmm. It's lovely to see a glimpse into Theo's mind, <laughs> just completely unfiltered. Sometimes, <laughs> really nice. Can I just say, I think that was one of the. I think that was my one of my favorite songs you guys have done. Really enjoyed that. I'm delighted to hear that. It's nice. Yes. Except so that was a Theo joint. Is what I mean. Yeah, that was his. That was a wow. Theo original. That's crazy. Uh, this one comes to us from CBS New York. Hudson Valley residents question source of quote strong, fragrant, persistent smell in area. A mysterious smell is turning heads in the Hudson Valley area. According to the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation, the smell is strongest in Orange County. Residents describing the smell sorry, residents describe the smell as strong, fragrant, and persistent. State officials say after taking air readings, nothing harmful has been detected, and they will update the community as the investigation continues. Now, I was quite curious about the language they used here, because fragrant to me has a somewhat positive connotation. Mm. Like you would yeah. describe a nice smell as fragrant. You wouldn't describe a stinky smell as yeah. fragrance. Yeah. You wouldn't, I suppose garlic could be fragrant, and that's about yeah. as stinky as you could get with yeah. the word fragrant. I it's think. pleasant. Right. It's a pleasant yeah. smell. 
So I, I tried to find anyone tweeting about the smell, and I found a couple of people in the Hudson Valley area uh, describing the smell as like cologne, men's perfume, and laundry detergent. Okay. Uh, and then I, like I found it. a bunch of people saying that, that in addition to this, they have also been finding a fine layer of dust and dirt on all of their things. Uh, yeah, there's a okay. bunch of people that are just that's like... That's pretty weird. That's not a that's good really sign. Weird. They reckon it's... Well, uh, this is not anyone. No one in any official capacity is putting this theory forward, but a lot of people are suggesting that maybe this might be stuff blowing over from Ohio. Oh, great. Yeah. I've heard that smells... Uh, extremely bad so but i haven't heard anything about it smelling like detergent like fragrant yeah, yeah, i've heard most it's like it smells like mace or something i saw someone suggesting that the sweet smell might be i really should have written this down but it was vinyl something oh um, that's it's not vinyl chloride is it well, let me double check that stuff is maybe that stuff is pretty sweet smelling but that's the stuff that actually leaked out of the ohio uh, train and they burned it to so as to get rid of the vinyl chloride and turn it into, among other things, phosgene, which is a chemical weapon used in World War One. But that's beside the point, of course. Okay. And and uh, hydrochloric acid, which is, uh, oh, that's hydrochloric acid. So um, that burns. But the vinyl uh, was, chloride, I think, is pretty volatile. It was, it was vinyl? vinyl chloride that someone was suggesting. The like two results I got are someone saying, oh, "Always love a trip bad. to Hudson Valley Vinyl" with a oh. photo of a record store. And then another person saying people are reporting a smelling a sweet smell in uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and the Hudson Valley, New York I State. I guess that is fragrant, Ben. It's a sweet smell. Yeah. Mm. That's even pretty cooked. The officials in uh, in Ohio, I believe, put it, the EPA put out a statement of like, you may be smelling uh, something known as butyl, I forget, it's butyl something, I'm sorry, I don't remember this, but they were making the point that it's like, yeah, you might smell this. That this thing you're smelling is not one of the cancerous, like, really fucked up chemicals we had on there. It's actually just, like, a side effect. And also, it's the limit of smelling is lower than the safety threshold. So, don't worry about it. Which may or may not... I mean, that might be totally true. But uh, I think the EPA is in some... They're getting a lot of shit from... Rightfully, from residents that are, like, unclear if they can drink their water or not. And they're getting a lot of mixed messages on that. Um, Mm. So, I think people are rightfully very suspicious. Yeah. uh, It seems like a lot of the government's messaging on this has not been... Aligning with people's personal experiences of what I it's doing to their feel good pets. if I saw a layer of dust and dirt and something was very stinky. Yeah, that's you. Doesn't sound particularly like a natural phenomenon. Bad vibe. That I'm used to. It's not <laughs> yeah. like oh, there's the seasonal detergent rain. We love that. That happens every year and it's natural. It's like that sounds like a biblical thing. I found another one, another article here from Cornwall in New York. Although maybe they pronounce it Cornwall. Hard to say. Uh, Wait, what did yeah, you they're say? saying it's a Cornwall. Cornwall. Yeah, I think the, that's British, the other one was. The same. I feel like you said it the same twice. No, it's very. I'm American. There's some subtleties in the beautiful Australian okay. accent. Cornwall. Uh, yeah, the in Cornwall they're saying that it's a a perfume-like smell, but it's not making anyone sick. But they're sort of indicating that it might be Ohio as well. Pretty fucked up. Yeesh. Not great. Um, one of the things people were particularly steamed about. I think I saw. I only learned this today, but um, so the the governor and all the officials put out a press release saying, like, don't worry, the water is safe to drink. None of the vinyl chloride got into the groundwater. Not an issue. It's all good. Um, But then reporters found out later that they were basing that off of some samples taken by Norfolk Southern, which is the train company. Mm -hmm. And so and and then someone else, other independent researchers were saying that, like, the samples they had taken were, like, very poorly done. Like, for example, one of them had an air bubble in it. Um, uh-huh. that this type of sample is not supposed to have air in it because you can oxidize stuff. It's going to give you different results, potentially. Like, chemical tests can be very finicky. Another one was not, like, pH adjusted to where it should be to keep the results intact for the, the few days it needs to for them to process it. So people were like, what the fuck? You, ba- you, you know, had the company do the tests, and they did it shittily, and then you announced the water is fine before the results of, like, the county official, like, government test came back. Which those tests also, I think, I mean, those those have shown to be safe. But the, the kind of the issue is like, dude, what if it wasn't safe? Like you kind of just yeah. let the company do it first and they did it shittily. And then the thing that really got me mad is um, some spokesman for the contractor, the company used to take these samples said like, they acknowledged that the pH was, was wrong on one of the samples. And like, this is an issue for long-term storage. Um, but she said, I think it was she, forgive me if I'm wrong. Um, something like, 
you know, the, the, we, we should have pH adjusted it to be correct, but it wasn't an issue because of the, the next day processing we did. Um, and then in the, in this HuffPost story, in parentheses, it says the test was actually processed uh, three days later. <laughs> and then, so it's like just Christ. really nasty. And like, anytime I've taken scientific samples, it's like flesh of a fish. Like it's, it's, it's not something that means anything directly to like the lives of people. Right. Um, but even then it's like, if I fuck this up, that's a huge deal. Like I have to be very careful here. Cause like, this is like, you're, I don't know if you gave a shit about the samples, you would make sure to not do that. So that yeah. makes me mad as a, it definitely seems to <clears throat> indicate that like the priorities more on clearing their name quickly than on actually making sure things are fine. Yeah. It's real nasty. Yeah, no good. Very nasty indeed. Wouldn't it wouldn't have been how I, I would if I had been there, it wouldn't have gone down like that. Like as yeah. a, mm. is that Mark? Well, I can't stop thinking about Mark Wahlberg, man. I think I it referenced him Mark in the Wahlberg. pod too. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah. yeah, you What's did. Wrong that with I me. Believe you also upset yourself by reminding yourself that he exists because of the movie Deepwater Horizon. I believe. Oh man, should I see that? Maybe I should do a watch cast of that. Yeah, I, I'm sure that'll be fun. I need for to you. get him out of my head though. We need to do the eternal sunshine thing, but for just making you forget about Mark Wahlberg. You can finally be free. Imagine if you just didn't know about his existence. Like, what a more pleasant life. I'm imagining yeah. it right now. It's really good. That sounds beautiful. What if you only knew about Donnie? Yeah. A better vibe. People can we like, still oh, keep Wahlbergers? That, that new Wahlberg flick? Donnie's in another movie? I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, Donnie? Love Donnie. Donnie Don in the in the, the the silly gang. I'm trying to do like a funky bunch. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that was perfect. You yeah. nailed that on the first, nice. first try. Nice. I kind of I kind of was worried you guys wouldn't get it. Okay, <laughs> I'm familiar with his oeuvre. <laughs> I haven't had the surgery yet. Uh, here's another smell that's maybe slightly easier to identify. This story comes to us from WR, WBRC. Chicken sludge to blame for recent Morris stench? No. Question no, thank you. Yeah, anytime there's a question in a headline, the answer's no. Except maybe this time. Also, I just don't want to hear about meat sludge. <sighs> Chicken sludge. That's such sludge. a descriptive. Chicken sludge. Also, interestingly enough, so this uh, this headline isn't written in title case. It's like just regular regular sentence case, but both the C and the S and chicken sludge is capitalized. <laughs> like it's a brand name. It's a brand name. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, it's one of the biggest chicken thing. chains in Texas. Chicken sludge. Oh, nasty. If you live in Morris, you have likely already smelled a stench. I think that's true if you've been alive for a while. Yeah. You've, you've probably, probably smelled, smelled a, stench. a stench at some point. Few, yes. yeah. One city councillor, one city councilman, space there's, says chicken sludge was used months ago by a landowner in an effort to fertilise the property. For now, the smell has subsided, and residents pray the smell does not return. However, many were not even aware what caused the stench. Several say it was so powerful on their property, they thought it had to be coming from their homes. My God. Quote, It was bad. I thought it was a septic tank. My wife thought it could be ours, said Morris resident Charles Barr. Barr and his wife were far from the only ones seeking answers. The smell was so strong that some thought it might be tied to the Moody Hill landfill fire over 25 miles away. This is great. Just one guy putting something on his one house, ruining the whole town. That's awesome. He goes into the town's one bar. Everyone just stops talking and stares at him. Is this about the chicken sludge? <laughs> Typically, they- chicken sludge refers to like the ground up like flesh of the chicken. It's not like a bunch of chicken poop. Yeah, this is meat, it's right? Chi- it's chicken yeah, flesh. Yeah, like meat sludge, like what you make a nugget out of or whatever. Is this just, I- do they render it? Is this like they put it all in a vat and just sort of normalize it, homogenize it? I think so. I don't know if that's a good fertilizer. You could have just bought is. a bag of fertilizer from the store. Does it have any chicken sludge uh, in it? Uh, this is 98% uh, chicken sludge on the bag. The poultry it's, sludge is not chicken excrement. Rather, it is a slurry containing bits oh. of dead chickens, along with other waste from rendering and processing plants. Oh. It always comes back to rendering plants on this podcast. One of the worst words in the mm. English language, I think, is re- re- render. It's so rendered. bad. It and just, slurry. It covers Slurry's a multitude of sins. <laughs> <laughs> I've been rendered into a thick slurry. <laughs> It's just, I don't know, something about the process is just so funny to me, which is maybe why rendering plants come up so much on this, but just the idea of just like a guy with a shovel tipping in chicken and pig corpses, and then out the end you get a sort of a pink paste 
the texture of a McDonald's soft serve ice cream. And what happens in the middle? Well, that's none of my business. Quote, my husband told me there was a landfill on fire and I said, where? He said, Moody. In Moody? How are we getting it from Moody? He said, I don't know, but it was happening at the same time, said Morris resident Vicky Smith. With, con- with concern growing, City Councilman McKay Livers wow, decided to check out the smell himself. He's out there doing the work. He is. This is a... He's on the streets. A, a favourite of ours, which is a city employee doing the footwork to find the smell. <laughs> to find a smell. Quote, my daughter, when I got the phone call, she and I jumped in the car, rode down the road. Jumped in the car, rode down the road. Down All the right. Road. Okay. We rolled down the windows and we started gagging. <laughs> it was pretty horrible. <laughs> I just don't believe this is an operation that needs to be occurring this close to a city, said Councilman Livers. This is why he is recommending the Alabama Department of Environmental Management consider a series of regulation changes designed both to limit the impact of smells like this on residents and to notify local authorities prior to their application so they have answers if someone calls with questions. Quote, one of my requests is just kind of take a little bit more consideration uh, into the local based on mm-hmm. into the local based on potentially population density. And also the route travelled, I think, is important to note. There's no punctuation in that sentence. We're missing a couple words. Cannot pass that, but yeah. I think I get the vibe. Yeah, I think I understand, maybe. Secondly, <laughs> just kind of requiring also a little bit of additional notification to any local government entities. Now, this is you not can cut that us. down if you're a journalist. You can kind of rephrase <laughs> what somebody said. Yeah, you can trim it for clarity it's a and done style. Thing. I think, yeah. uh, I think maybe don't any... chicken sludge. We didn't get any definitive answers from this, though, whether it was the chicken sludge or not, or the landfill, or the fire, landfill fire that was like 35 kilometers away. Maybe a yeah. bit of a combo. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Depending on which way the wind's blowing, it's mm. either the guy next door's chicken sludge or like half hour's drive away landfill fire. Yeah, you're getting both depending on which way the wind's going. I don't want to denigrate the beautiful country of America, wonderful mm. land of opportunity, but there always seems to be... It, like right now, there's like a plastics plant on fire in Florida or something, right? That's yeah, uh, yeah, that's fucking some right. shit up as well. Uh, there's a lot of sure. stuff that seems stinky over there. It's just there's landfill shit on fire. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It was a a factory that made plastic uh, plant pots, pots for plants. Oh boy. A five acre Florida fire burns plastic pots outside the nursery plant pot warehouse. So that's got to be bad for you as well. Yeah, just stay that's... indoors. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Start wearing stalker-style full-covering gas masks when you leave the house. If you're mm. a cyber goth, you might also already be doing this. That's awfully yeah. convenient. But stay safe out there. Christ. Take up smoking cigarettes. That way you know it's just the tobacco particulate going into your just lungs. Just kill your senses in your lungs. You won't smell shit. It's probably safer. God damn. Just grim. Foul, we just got a new green. Brita filter to take some of the lead out of our potential uh, lead out of our water. <laughs> That's nice. Like, I think it's a, it would be very very low levels. Like it was be- almost below. The test result I got from Ace Hardware was marginal, is what I'm saying. And I got a uh, a nicer Brita filter to hopefully filter out some of that. Wait, um, why is there lead in your water? Why do okay. they do water testing at Ace Hardware? There's a few okay, a few things going on here. <laughs> Number one. Uh, the Midwest is kind of a bad history with maybe some lead being in the pipes and stuff, especially in older houses and like where the pipes are joined coming into your house. It has like lead lying and some bullshit. Um, I oh, think okay. the, the amount that was potentially getting in was very low, but nevertheless, um, it is a cool thing to kind of like think about and obsess about when you're trying to sleep. You're like, am I getting dumber because I'm drinking too much lead or am I just getting older and, uh, and stuff? I'm dumber. But, yeah. uh, now that I've started using the Brita uh, filter, I can kind of focus more than on more than uh, one thing at once so that's probably what it is you reckon getting a brita water filter cured your adhd uh would you say no i think that was the weed vaporizer that we got (laughs) all right well okay so this is our advice full face gas mask brita Mm -hmm. water filter get a better weed vape what Mm. uh what what are you rocking you got that pax three uh i don't know my roommate got it god bless him um i was originally freaking smoking out of whatever this makes it sound more desperate than maybe it is, but it's, you got to clean out the things you smoke weed out of is what I'm saying. You got to clean those out. 
you do. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that, like, because I maybe let mine go a little too much, and then it's like I'm breathing in some sort of carcinogens or something. But now that we have the vaporizer, I'm not coughing anymore. Uh, I can remember stuff. That's not true. But <laughs> overall, it's huge, huge uh, increase to my HP between the Brita filter and the vaporizer and maybe, like, going outside a few times a week. That helps. Yeah, mm-hmm. These are all things that we recommend that you regularly do. Yeah. Check those That's out. Right. And if you have some recommendations for what you think we should do, don't. That's not mm. the sort of feedback we solicit. But if you want to give us some other kind of feedback, uh, please contact us on the Bunta Vista hotline. one 800 That's the Bunta Vista hotline. This is a, an email sent in to us by a listener, Greg, uh, who said, You put up a lawyer signal, you get an email. Uh, this was in regards to us talking about the lawyers that listen to this show doing boring stuff. Hello, brackets, fancy legal voice, Bunte Viste. Nice, I like it. A little Latin joke. Yeah, having fun there. I'm an American lawyer, the fun kind. I'm a public defender. Admittedly, that that is fun. That does sound like fun, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if the job sounds like fun. I mean, like you probably do good things as a public defender, right? Probably. While listening to episode 285, Pen, Sword, Dog Turd, I heard something that required my particular expertise, specifically Bloomington, Illinois. Uh, oh, sorry. Specifically, Bloomington, Illinois is the one that's the twin city of normal. Bloomington, Indiana, about 200 miles away to the southeast, is probably best known as the home of the University of Indiana. Thanks, Greg Peterson, Springfield, Illinois. P.S. <laughs> this is a great P.S. <laughs> P.S. Indiana law allows for a few different kinds of arson. For most flavors of arson, the property you burn has to belong to someone else. But I checked, and the state of Indiana has charged this guy under subsection subsection 1A2. Uh, under that subsection, it's arson if you use fire slash explosives to damage the, quote, property of any person under circumstances that endanger human life, even if the property and the life endangered are yours. Okay. Oh. That is I feel a, like most arson would probably endanger human life, though, right? Mm. Like, it's a fire which is notoriously, like, mm. not good for human life. Yeah. Well, I wonder how... And, Greg, feel free to write it again. But, like, <laughs> let's say he had lit his car on fire in an extremely safe way. Uh, with is no that risk okay? Of, yeah. Yeah. And he did it on his own property. Would that be fine? Cops come like, hey, you can't do that. Be like, well, it's my car. I'm wearing safety goggles. I'm yeah, he's got his away. safety goggles. He's got his little suit on. Yeah. He's cleared the brush immediately around the car. He's got a a, a hose ready to go in case the fire spreads. Mm. Cops just have to watch him do it. Be like, all right, man, it's your 1998 Buick. Do your arson safely. Practice you know? safe arson. Practice safe arson. It sounds like don't do it in Indiana is what I'm hearing. Or oh, yeah. Go somewhere lawless. Any state's going to come like, down. Yeah. Any other state in the U.S. Yeah. Go on to some Bureau of Land Management land where there are no rules whatsoever <laughs> and just burn your fucking car to the ground while shooting an endangered bird in the face. And you the just BLM like a Tesla guys, and then it'll just like, eventually it'll just immolate itself. Just leave it there. Yeah, leave you your leave cyber truck in the middle of a field and it'll do the work for you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you won't even have to cut your brake lines, uh, pour fuel into the boot of your car, and then throw a flaming handkerchief through the window <laughs> like this guy did. Ah, hope that guy's doing all right. Hope so. Hey, uh, I think that technically constituted an episode of the podcast Bunta Vista. This was, it's still freemium February. This is the second last, the penultimate free bonus episode that you'll get as part of freemium February. Hmm. Um, we've enjoyed having you. Maybe you've enjoyed having these extra episodes. Consider paying for it if you want, and if you don't want to, 
you know, that cost of living crisis. You've got to buy yourself mm. treats and trinkets and things of that nature. Maybe you don't think podcasts are worth money, which rude, but fair Maybe enough. Maybe you think they're not quite human. Maybe you think we might be slightly subhuman and don't deserve the same treats as you. Maybe we're rats to you. Who knows? Mm, maybe we're vermin. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're just fucking scum. You know what? You piece of shit. Consider paying for the podcast if you want, but um, don't feel pressured to. It's it's free otherwise. That's the magic of this system. If you, you want can a free get podcast, the free stuff. You got it, baby. Jesse, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations. Thank you. On becoming vermin like us. Yes. Uh, we are scum people, together. It's a good scum. life. It's lovely being scum with you. People can oh, find yeah. your podcast, Sludgefest, on your Substack, which is also called Sludgefest. Is that Substack.com slash Sludgefest? It sure is. And there's also a Patreon, Patreon, um, that's just Patreon.com slash Sludgefest. All of my science stuff is going to be free, no matter what. Um, but I'm, you know, if you are being feeling really generous and want to become a a tier tier person. I don't know what you call it. Um, I am working on some some goofier like premium stuff we can do. And thank you very much if you do choose to throw. I think the the tier starts at like a dollar, but uh, all the science stuff and all the stuff about eco horrors will be will be free. So yeah, S- yeah. sign up for a dollar a month. Contribute to this man's weed fund. Help mm, him right. live healthily and safely. Uh, you also endeavor to live healthily and safely out there. Gas mask, weed Safe vape, awesome. Brita water filter. Uh, you put stretch the before weed, you exercise. The, the vape hmm. into the gas mask, even. Oh, people Could you probably that invented that, right? Surely. Mm. That can't be good for you. Give it a try and let us know. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks,